Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. What's my pet peeve? Messy cat litter. Those furry little pads turn into cat litter super spreaders, leaving the already been used litter scattered across the floor for your bare feet to discover. The solution? World's best cat litter's new load tracking and dust control. It's quick clumping, made from corn so it doesn't stick to paws like clay, and specially formulated to stay where it belongs, in the box. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter for a happier, less littered home. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Farewell and over Scotia, the sea-bound coast, let your mouth dark and dreary be when I'm far away on the briny ocean tossed will you ever heave a sigh or a wish for me the sun was setting in the west the birds were singing on every tree all nature seemed to be at rest but alas there was no rest for me and welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talk Star Radio Network. one 877 is toll-free. My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Paul Kimball. The website is www.themullyscalder.blogspot.com. Themullyscalder.blogspot.com. And Paul is coming to us live from his home in beautiful Nova Scotia. Hey, Paul, welcome back to the X-Zone. How have, been, how, how have things been since you and I last talked under a very bunch of weird circumstances here at Talkstar? 
um, it was almost paranormal circumstances, Rob. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we were doing a show on the Socorro UFO uh, thing, mm-hmm. and I guess just everything went down, <laughs> which um, maybe it was aliens. I don't know. Actually, I, actually I don't know. We, we actually figured out and solved what the mystery was, Paul. Well, then it, it wasn't aliens? No, it was, the, it was the operator went home. Oh. <laughs> um, well, that's... That's what you do in the paranormal game. You you go. I was just joking about yeah. the aliens, of course, but you know it's a good example. Things happen all the time. Yep. It might seem strange. You go, oh, I don't know what was that. And I'm convinced 95 to 99 percent of the time there's a prosaic explanation. What makes it interesting is there are those rare occasions when you shrug your shoulders and go, I've tried everything and I can't figure this out. So that's right. That's that's the paranormal and. Uh, and even then, that doesn't mean that it's it's aliens from Zeta Reticuli or Satan or whatever. It it might just be something we don't understand. Um, and sorry, that's a, I ramble on. But um, how's it been going? Busy. Sorry, I'll answer your question. Very busy. Um, editing uh, editing ghost cases. We've got mm-hmm. just finished the eighth episode, um, which means we have five more in post production. They've all been shot. Um, four of them. The fourth one just aired this weekend. So you know you run about four or five weeks ahead of your your air dates. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's been what's been um, keeping me up 24-7 for <laughs> about the last month and a half. And how's the feedback from the viewers? The feedback's been great. We had, we had one or two folks who, um, you know, are, are, you're never going to be completely popular. Mm-hmm. I did get a few emails. I put a couple episodes on YouTube just for promotional purposes um, because people outside the Maritimes can't see the show yet. And so I thought, well, I'd like people to see at least one or two episodes to know what we're doing, and, and hopefully it'll be in your town soon kind of thing. And it's amazing, whenever you do something like that, whenever you do a show like this uh, or write a book or anything, you're going to get feedback, and most mm-hmm. of it's been very positive. However, I, I am a bit of a confrontational, snarky presence, as people who know me would know. I don't pull punches, and even when I'm hunting ghosts, I can occasionally poke fun at the ghosts or whatever. And that offended, that offended a couple of people who sent me very indignant emails from the things they saw on YouTube. One was in Kentucky, and she just said, it was the third episode where there's a, a dead bride who killed herself kind of thing. And, uh, and I, was, I was sort of saying you shouldn't have killed yourself and all that. And uh, she just said, you should have more respect for the spirits of the dead and, oh and all that sort of stuff. And, and I, I felt like sending an email back saying, well, there's, there's a billion Catholics on the, on the planet, and their leader says that if you kill yourself, you know, you're doomed to eternal damnation exactly. or something. So I think I'm in pretty good company, at least you know, with a billion other humans, in, in saying maybe you shouldn't have killed yourself. Um, and, uh, but, but I didn't, because I found that those kind of email correspondences um, will never do any good. So. But yeah, no, the reaction's been uh, overwhelmingly positive. The network really likes it. Eastlink likes it. We're all happy with it. Um, it's a different kind of ghost hunting, if you will, or investigating show. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those shows where you'll see Holly and I jumping over fences and pretending that every you know squirrel that rattles in the attic is a ghost. Um, the one thing that I think this show has above all others is credibility, and that's I've worked hard in 10 years to build that up as a skeptic. Um, if I actually say that I find something anomalous or weird, you can believe that I actually found it anomalous and weird. Well, here's something then, very weird. We have to take a two-minute commercial break. Paul Kimball's our special guest, themullyskulder.blogspot.com. That's themullyskulder.blogspot.com. Paul Kimball and I will return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on Talkstar. Thank you. 
Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on Talkstar. Just before we get back to my special guest this hour, Paul Kimball, the, uh, this, the website is mullyscalder.blogspot.com. mullyscalder.blogspot.com. I heard something rather, rather funny, and I have to share it with you, the Exxon Nation. Apparently, there's something on the Internet that says, we are so glad that Balloon Boy was not really in that Mylar UFO, because that would have meant that Michael Jackson was calling out for takeout. I know, that's pretty bad, but it made me laugh, so I hope you're laughing as well. one 877 at talkstarradio.com on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com, and our websites, exxoneradio.com and dexonetv.com. We're talking about ghosts this hour. My special guest is Paul Kimball. And um, Paul, during your shooting of your of your TV series, how many times, and you're a professional skeptic, how many times have you thought, oh, Lord, I may have been wrong about this in the past? Um, almost every episode, at least that thought has crossed my mind. Um, there might have been one or two episodes. There was one we shot which won't go to air. Um, I mean, we we debunked it. Um, it's like there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So we have a wrap-up show, episode 13. We'll reference it in that and say, look, not every place you go that says it's haunted is haunted. You can just cross some of them off the top with some basic historical research kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, no, there were there – were, it's, it's part of it is – part of it, Rob, is does it happen to you? So do you experience something? And when you experience something, that can change the way you look at things. But it's also – when you talk to so many people who are credible, I know professional debunkers have problems with witnesses for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, and some witnesses are problematic, but 
when you can weed out the problematic ones and you look, these, pe- these are credible, sane, rational people who are telling you they saw this or experienced this. They have no motivation to um, lie. And I'm hearing the same stories repeatedly. Then you sort of have to sit up and say, well, look, I don't know if that means that they're ghosts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, ju- it does mean to me that there's something that's worth looking into. There's something that's worth taking seriously. And that maybe there's something out there beyond the narrow confines of what uh, modern science, and by modern science, I mean institutionalized science. I don't mean um, real scientific thinkers like Michio Kaku, people yes. who are doing what I consider to be real science. They're expanding the boundaries of human knowledge. Um, that's what science should do. Um, I'm talking about institutionalized science, which basically says, here's the box, we're in the box, there's nothing outside the box. And I much prefer guys like Kaku, and I think that's what good paranormal researchers do too. They they don't just step outside the box. They take all the various boxes, put everything, spill everything out on the floor, and then spend their time trying to rearrange it and see what fits with these other things. And that's that's what ghost investigating has been like. I've, I have to say I found it much more interesting than the UFO stuff that I, I spent five or six years sort of involved with, because the nice thing about ghost investigating is you can go to the allegedly haunted house mm-hmm. yourself and see if you can have an experience, set up your cameras, your audio recorders, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas with UFO investigating, you are dealing primarily with witnesses. There are some cases that have physical traces that you can you can investigate after the fact, but it's always an after-the-fact investigation. Um, the UFO, you can't summon, unless you're Stephen Greer or a few others who claim they can, you can't summon the UFO to come back. Um, you can't do that with the ghost either, but you can go to the place that has had repeated incidents. You know, this house, day after day, people, different people report stuff. Well, great, I'll go there and see if it happens to me. And in, in some cases, um, weird things happen to us. And we picked up not just the experiential stuff either, Rob, um, but also because I, I recognize that the mind can play tricks on you and all that sort of stuff. But what, what's really cool is when you can have an experience that is then corroborated by some form of, of tangible, physical um, data or evidence, and we have some very interesting uh, visual evidence that our, our digital video cameras picked up, our infrared cameras, and we have some very interesting audio evidence that our audio recorders picked up too, the, the sort of EVP stuff that uh, the people are always talking about. And those, and in some cases, we're, those things were happening at the same time as Holly and I were experiencing something ourselves. And that's, and only later did we sort of look at the, the video evidence and go, wow, that was going on while you were doing this kind of thing and that's that's interesting i mean i'm still a skeptic but i'm a much more i was always open-minded but i'm much more open-minded um than i was before and uh, i think i'd actually change it from skeptic to truth seeker that would be the new thing that i would call because i don't know what the truth is anymore www.mullyscalder.blogspot.com is paul kimball's website and paul i would also like to uh just to send to you my condolences as a very close friend of Mac T- uh, Tunney's who passed away recently. And I was wondering if you could uh, give us a little bit of a of a history of Mac. Sure. Um, thank you, Rob. Uh, Mac was, I was about to say is, um, was one of the, um, the best guys in the paranormal field. Uh, he was only 34 years old. He's a very dear friend of mine in Kansas City passed away suddenly of natural causes. Um, It does happen to people in the 30s and 40s, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. uh, about a week and a half ago, I guess. And uh, Mac Mac was best known. He had a blog called The Post-Human Blues, where he he would often talk about paranormal things from UFOs to ghosts to Bigfoot to to anything. But he he had a much 
the, the great thing about Mac was he wasn't just one of these guys who spent their whole their whole life obsessed with the paranormal. He had a much broader interest. He he would link things in in the paranormal to our own world. He had an interest in science fiction. I mean, he he sort of took a very holistic approach to it. And he was a he was a great thinker. He was always asking questions. He was a very bright young man. Um, and he was one of the few people in um, the UFO slash paranormal field that nobody had a bad thing to say about who came across him. Um, there are, as I've said on a couple of radio shows, we did, we've done a few Mac Tony's retrospectives. Um, if I was to unfortunately pass away, like right now, <laughs> you'd probably have people sending you emails saying, um, well, nobody's going to miss him. Um, there, most of us make enemies, or mm-hmm. because we take positions, we we manage to somehow tick people off. Yeah, just like that Mac, lady in Kentucky. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but Mac, Mac never did. No. Um, he but, was just such a nice, gentle soul that he could disagree with you, and vehemently. He and I would have um, disagreements, but it was always, you know, it, the great thing is you could sit down with Mac and have a rational, reasonable conversation disagree at the end of it, as I can with my friends Nick Redfern and Greg Bishop. Um, the four of us were sort of the paranormal three musketeers, and Mac was D'Artagnan. And um, and then go out and have a beer afterwards, and that's the way it should be. You shouldn't get, your whole life shouldn't be wrapped up in these paranormal things or whatever. And Mac, his wasn't. He was, uh, he was a free thinker. He was, uh, he was a very intelligent young man. He was a wonderful science fiction writer, too. He had a great career ahead of him. Uh, writing science fiction. Um, you can go to his blog, or sorry, his website, MacTonies, T-O-N-N-I-E-S, dot com, and he, some of his stories are up there, including one that he and I wrote a play based on, which is going to be a feature film next year. And he has a book coming out, too, um, about the crypto-terrestrials, which was one of his theories about, sort of a thought experiment about what UFOs could be, the idea of this indigenous species on our own planet, far more advanced than us, being responsible for UFOs. So even though Mac has passed on, his work continues to live on and will continue to live on in the years to come. And he remains, <clears throat> sorry, he remains in, in the thoughts of all of us who knew him. www.mullyscalder.blogspot.com is Paul Kimball's website. And uh, Paul, I'm just, you know, as you basically are a seek truther or a seeker of truth, how do you how do you explain so many people who come up with so many claims within the paranormal that are just totally off the wall? And it seems that even off the wall claims and off the wall and very shady uh, TV shows are pulling in big numbers. Um, well, I'd say that you know there were um, tens of millions of Germans who bought into the worst possible ideology you could ever think of in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. You know, a country that. Uh, that gave us great art and great music and great literature, and somehow they bought into the Nazis. I mean, there, not everybody on the planet is capable of critical thinking. Not everybody on the planet um, is as smart as perhaps they should be. Uh, and some people are naive and gullible. That explains some of it. Some people are also just crooks. <laughs> you know, they're liars, they're frauds, they're crooks. Mm-hmm. And they do it for money, and there is money to be made in the paranormal field, although perhaps less than some people think. Um, but uh, some people do it for the attention too. They're just attention starved, so they can they'll throw out this crazy claim, and uh, because then people you know they'll get this little cult following. It happens, and I think you can explain away all of that stuff. You just the important thing is to just n- sort of think critically, keep your eye open for this. And if it sounds too good to be true, if somebody's giving you the answer mm-hmm. in a field where there are no answers, I would say, well, okay, <laughs> that person is a liar, fraud, crook or they're delusional. Those are 
sort of the options. And the people that you should seek out are people like my friend Mac or Greg or Nick or I would suggest even I who say, look, we're, we're about asking questions. And uh, there's a line I used at the end of one of the episodes in Ghost Cases where I said, um, it's, it's not the answers that matter. It's that we retain the ability to ask the questions. If you stop asking the questions, then you stop learning. You stop acquiring knowledge. And maybe you do get the answers someday. That might happen. But you should be willing to, um, and you should be aware that you might go through your entire life, as so many people do, and at the end of it, you still have a question, which is, in, in the case of your life, what comes after? You know, it's like when Captain Kirk died in Star Trek, um, the sixth movie or whatever, and, and his last line was, oh my, and you, you just see this awareness. None of us have any idea where Captain Kirk was going. He's the only person who knows. And I think that's, that's important. We always have to remember, I'm rambling now, but we always have to remember questions, questions. That's what we have to do. And if you think you've got the answer, unless you can prove that, unless you could go into a court of law or science and prove it, then you're still in the asking questions um, realm. Paul, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Paul Kimball's our special guest, www.mullyskulder.blogspot.com. That's Mully Skulder. Wait a second. Hold on here. I'll get it right yet. It's one of those days, you know. <laughs> MullySkulder.blogspot.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Paul Kimball and I return after this news break. Don't go away. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Blinda, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from Astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. 
Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on Talkstar. 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free. Email exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.exxonradio.com and exxontv.com. Paul Kimball is my special guest. His website is www.mullyscalder.blogspot.com. That's www.mullyscalder.blogspot.com. Paul, is it is it explainable why some people see ghosts while others don't in the same very room? Um, it would be odd if you had some people seeing ghosts, Rob, in the same room. As if you and I were in the same room at the same time and I saw one and you didn't, um, but I, I assume what you're talking about is if you walked in today, saw a ghost, and then I walk in tomorrow and I don't see a ghost, why does that happen? Um, any one of a number of explanations. Uh, you know, maybe the ghost, if ghosts exist, mm-hmm. I preface everything by saying if ghosts actually exist and are the spirits of the dead, as many people seem to think they are, it might be a personal thing. There might be something about you yes. that the ghost would find resonates with them, but not something about me. Um, I've talked to a number of people. If you believe in things like psychic phenomena and um, people being perhaps more open to things, I mean, we only use 10% of our brains, so who knows what the other 90% has the potential to do. Um, between even Holly and I, frankly, um, Holly's more open to these things than I am. So at least that seems to be what we've kind of seen. So it seems like uh, Holly's might have had more experiences than I do, and that might have something to do with the fact that maybe she, she's just more open to it. And if you if you open, it'd be like you're the front door of your house. If you leave your front door open and I lock mine, mm-hmm. it's more likely that people are going to come into your house than um, than uh, they are to mine. So it might be a question of openness. It might be a question of uh, if these things exist, um, what their agenda is or what they're looking to achieve by making some form of contact. I don't know. Um, those would be the sort of more logical explanations I, I could think of, working again on the assumption that they actually exist. Um, yeah. Has there come? Has there been a time when these unseen forces, or or these ghosts that have been seen by some and not others within your within your company while you're out doing a shoot, have turned demonic or evil? Um, 
evil. I don't know. Well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> there is an episode coming up that we just finished where um, I get my skeptical comeuppance, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of the episode, one of, part of the dialogue in the episode is, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in curses and all those things. That's what I say in the, the episode. And then at the end of the episode, you, you sort of see me saying, on the other hand, Sometimes I go too far. Like if if there's a if there, if somebody tells me, for instance, that that vase over there, oh, if you move that vase, um, somebody could be injured. Well, I'd go over and I'd move the vase well, of course, because yeah. you know I just go, well, okay, yeah, I don't think moving a vase is going to injure anyone. Or we were in Churchill Mansion here in Nova Scotia, and there's a, a picture of um, an alleged a, a lady who later became a ghost. Uh, apparently, and if you move the picture, weird and strange things will happen. Well, you know, the first thing I do is I go and move the picture yeah. because that's what I do, which is why the lady in Kentucky probably doesn't like <laughs> me um, because she sees it as disrespectful. It's either that or she ran out She ran out of moonshine while sitting in the back of her pickup truck. Entirely possible. Yeah. Um, perhaps I am banned from the state of Kentucky. I don't know. But, uh, I, you know, I, that's what I do. And uh, normally I, we have a good laugh, and yeah, actually we always have a good laugh. Mm-hmm. There was one episode where, and you know, I don't want to ruin the punchline to the episode because it hasn't aired yet, but one of those situations came up where, okay, if you do this, if you do X, then Y is going to happen. And, I, and Y was bad. Believe me, Y was about as bad as you can get. And so I did X. I said, oh, yeah, well, Y is not going to happen. Well, as it turns out, Uh-oh. Y happened. Um, and, uh, and happened the next day. And that's, it's one of those episodes where you watch for 20 minutes or 22 minutes, 24 minute episode. And you go, well, okay, you know what? Not much is happening. They're investigating. They get the gear. Uh, we get to know the people. It's kind of funny. And maybe that wasn't the best episode. You know, it's like, oh, there's no ghost. And then at the end, boom, um, I get hoisted on my own petard. And it, it was one of those things where, Maybe what happened is it was a complete coincidence. I know this seems very cryptic for folks, but believe me, um, the network would be very angry if I revealed what it was about. But um, I, it actually made me sort of sit back and go, okay, if any of this is real, maybe sometimes you can go too far. Maybe you shouldn't touch the picture or move the vase mm-hmm. in some cases. And I don't think that, I'm not sure that's demonic. It's getting back to your original question, but it is one of those, or even evil, but it is one of those things where maybe if any of this is real, let's assume for the moment that this is real, then there may be consequences to your action. Cause and effect. And, and Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if it's not real, then it's just a coincidence, isn't it? It's all just a coincidence, and that's fine. But if there's even the possibility that it's real, that maybe there is life after death, that there are ghosts, that there are demons, that mm-hmm. there are some other sort of entities out there, whatever you want to call them, Maybe they're all friendly, maybe they're all unfriendly, but there's a possibility that there's a mix of both. And part of me now sort of takes the better safe than sorry <laughs> sort of point of view. So so um, you don't go into places that say don't move the picture and move it anymore? I think twice before moving it, um, or even three times. And it's possible I might not even move it. I mean, Holly and I mm-hmm. sort of used to joke about this. We We would say we'd go to Peru when this was all over, A, to get a trip to Peru, and B... We'd go up into the Amazon, you know, in the rainforest and do one of the shamanic rituals and, uh, and get cleansed, you know, spiritual cleansing kind of thing. I mean, you could have a priest do it here, but frankly, a trip to Peru is more interesting. And that was kind of a joke. And now when we finish the t- 13 episodes, we look back on it and we go, okay, do you realize in that house such and such happened and that was creepy? And then you go down the list of things that 
and you go, well, okay, either all of that's a weird series of coincidences, or maybe we really should go to Peru. <laughs> and, you know, if there's anything that's attached itself mm-hmm. to us, let's get rid of it kind of thing. So um, we're, we're looking at travel agents. <laughs> I mean, I'm a skeptic, but I have to say there were enough things, weird things that happened that I find it hard to chalk it all off as a coincidence. And, Paul, is, uh, is there a connection between ghosts, Sasquatch, um, poltergeist, UFOs? Are, are all paranormal occurrences related? Um, my answer would be no, but uh, it's possible. Um, I would say I'm not a. Don't, I don't rule out Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we keep discovering new animals all the time, sure. so it's, it's possible. But Sasquatch is one of those things where I would say, well, if if it does exist, it probably is something we just haven't discovered. But I know my Nick, my friend Nick Redfern has talked about this, the idea that these things all might be inter, interrelated somehow that if there are other dimensions or, or, or parallel universes out there, and maybe there are, are gateways between the two, that if you see Sasquatch or some large, hairy creature, maybe what's happening is you're getting a glimpse into another universe or they're coming here from there. I mean, there's all sorts of things like that out there. Um, so I don't rule it out, and I, I know that there are UFO investigators. A lot of the extraterrestrial hypothesis, the ones who believe that they're aliens from Zeta Reticuli, uh, who get very upset when you start linking Bigfoot with UFOs to maybe ghosts, to demons, to, to all of this sort of stuff. And it comes back to the question thing you and I were talking about before the break, where I say, look, it's all about questions, not answers. So um, I would keep the door open to the possibility that there might be a relationship between, say, UFOs and ghosts. And maybe UFOs aren't from Zeta Reticuli. Maybe there's some sort of parent. Um, uh, I was going to say paranormal, of course, the paranormal. Maybe they're from some sort of other dimension uh, or reality, which right. science speculates about, but maybe mm-hmm. ghosts are too. So maybe we're just seeing different manifestations of the same kind of thing, tailored Over- to our own perceptions. Overlapping so. ripples in the time-space continuum. Sure, or if you yeah. deal with, um, I know a lot of people call it the trickster, for lack of a better thing, and I'm not a big fan of the term the trickster, but it stands in good stead as, as kind of a symbol of, of some other entity that maybe is playing with us or using us as test subjects or maybe we're somebody's lab rats um, whether they're extra dimensional or from another universe or God, maybe it's God still mm-hmm. you know, playing around with us um, whatever it is, maybe because we all have different ways of looking at things I take a more scientific, more modern approach, so maybe I would be more inclined to see something that you would call a UFO an alien spacecraft, that's how it manifests itself to me but then you run into somebody who's a dyed-in-the-wool evangelical um, religious type, and they it, that experience gets tailored to them in a more religious connotation. And so maybe what's happening to all of us, if we have these experiences, is the same thing, just in different clothing, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, so it's we're all dealing with the same thing, but it just wears different clothes each time it did to, deals with us in different ways. Paul, let me ask you this. We have, There's a movie coming out November 13th, this coming Friday, 2012. What's your opinion of 2012? Is there a connection between the, the end of the Mayan calendar and the apocalypse? I will state for the record, Rob, that on December 22nd, 2012, <laughs> I will be having a, a very long drink um, on a very stable world, and I will be having a very good chuckle at anybody who thinks that the world is going to end on Same here. December yeah. 21st, 2012. I, and again, I'm open-minded, and I believe that there may be something to a lot of this paranormal stuff or whatever. One of the things I'm not open-minded about, I firmly close it, and if it offends anyone in Kentucky, too bad. Um, I shouldn't pick on Kentucky. It's just one lady. It's a lovely state. <laughs> but um, I've been there. It's a lovely state. But uh, 2012, I mean, that's that's like the, the <laughs> white 
a kind of thing, you know, the end of the world. And into every generation in human history has had its end of the world myth or sure. moment. And um, the 2012 thing is going to be no different. I mean, the world might actually end someday, but I'm pretty sure that when it does, we're not going to see it coming. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free. Paul Kimball's my very special guest. Paul's website is mullyscalder.blogspot.com. Mullyscalder.blogspot.com. Paul, you're in the film industry. You're you're a Canadian broadcaster. Why do people run to movies about doom and gloom? Well, it's I think it's part of um, the times that we live in. If you look at when things are going good, and the 80s, by and large, were you know a reasonably good time. Mm-hmm. Things seemed to be going well. Um, in hindsight, we might see it differently, but you know it was sunny in America again in the 80s. Well, if you look at the movies in the 80s, you have movies like the John Hughes movies and all that sort of stuff. The music was a little poppier. The movies were a little lighter. And then you kind of get into the 90s, and certainly into this decade, you've got 9/11. Now you've got the economic crash, and I think you know it's a depressed time. And I don't mean a depression. I mean mm-hmm. people are generally just depressed. They're worried. They're concerned about where we're going. This, this kind of, it's cyclical. It happens throughout human history. And eventually, we'll be sunny in America and Canada again. That's the way it works. But until that day comes, I think the entertainment industry tailors its stories, um, novels, movies, even music. You can even hear it in music, the 90s with grunge, you yeah. know, um, as opposed to the 80s with, uh, with hair bands. Uh, they, they tailor it to the zeitgeist, to the mood of the people at the time. And I think our mood right now is pretty down. So we're getting entertainment that reflects that. It's questioning. Uh, we seem unsure of ourselves. And that's the kind of films that we're getting. And, and, and people flock to that sort of stuff. They also flock to more of the spiritual kind of stuff. And I use mm-hmm. spiritual in loose quotation marks, like paranormal activity. Um, why is a movie that was made for $15,000, and I've seen it. I was, just gonna, I was just going to ask you that. It's a lousy movie. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's just lousy. It's poorly made, and the story is not compelling. And, uh, and frankly, I, didn't, I wasn't scared once. It's the Blair Witch Project without any sort of new, um, you know, it's not new. So at least the Blair Witch Project was kind of the first time for it. But people are flocking to it because I think people just want to be scared. And you know, the only thing that I can take out of paranormal activity is it does, at the end, maybe make you think. Maybe you walk out of it and you go, okay, well, I know that wasn't real. But could it be real? Mm-hmm. And I think we're in a questioning mood right now as a society. And so I think most of the entertainment we're getting, it's downbeat. And it, it, rather than providing answers, which films in the 80s did, well, at the end, Molly Ringwall always you know, gets her guy kind of thing. Now it's, it's, it's not like that. I just saw a movie called The Box, which is based on a classic science fiction short, short story. That's the kind of movie, I loved it. That's the kind of movie that they should be making these days. Because at the end, people walk out and they go, I have no idea what happened. It, like, I don't know. Was that guy God? Was he an alien? Was he, like, how did this... Paul, stand by. We've got to take our commercial break. We'll be right back. Paul Kimball's my special guest, Exxon Nation. MullyScalder.blogspot.com. That's MullyScalder.blogspot.com. This is the Exxon. We're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on Talkstar. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. of Kentucky by the Kentucky Headhunters for that lady in Kentucky who sent Paul that email. Ma'am, not everybody who does paranormal radio thinks that the people in Kentucky should actually be judged by the amount of teeth in their head and how much booze they drink. But I, on the other hand, do. So there you go. Now, my email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. Paul, always great talking to you. A number of films are, are coming out. Uh, the Men Who Stare at Goats, I think, is a hoot. In fact, have you seen the commercial or the trailer for it where, you know, like in Paranormal Activity, they have all the people in night shot yes. watching the screen? Well, in this one, they have the, they, they run it the same way as they did in Paranormal um, Activity, except the audience is all goats. <laughs> it is a um, riot. I'm, I, have you seen it? No, I haven't. No, I'm. I'm actually. I am looking forward to that because I'm a big George Clooney fan, yeah. and I think you and McGregor walks on water, so they're both in it, <laughs> and uh, it's obviously a subject matter that I, I'm predisposed to find interesting too. It's historical. It relates to you know military experiments mm-hmm. into psi and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you know Clooney and McGregor, so I, I'm working on the assumption the movie's probably going to be pretty good. Plus, they're, they're, t- they're, activity. they're telling you right up front it's a comedy. Yeah, um, a black comedy. Yeah. But there's an under, from the reviews I've heard, there's an undercurrent of seriousness to it as, as well. It's not like a Jim Carrey film or something. Yes, it's a black comedy, but there's also a, a sort of serious element mm-hmm. to it as well that, again, makes you think. And the best comedies, that's what they do. You know, they, yeah, it's funny, but while you're laughing, they're also encouraging you to sort of step back and think about something, too. What's coming up for uh, Paul Kimball and, uh, and Holly in the next couple of weeks? Uh, Peru. No, that's a couple of months, maybe. Um, ghost cases. More and more and more ghost cases. You can go, and you've been very kind, uh, mollyscolder.blogspot.com. Hey, it took we me an hour, two, but I got it right. Yeah. We have two of our episodes, um, two of the really good ones, too, McCall's Farm in Algonquin, 
up on the uh, on the blog now, so you can watch them. No matter you could be in Kentucky, that's where she saw them, or you could be the, you could be in Peru or Australia. You can watch them on the internet. Those two, and um, and I'd be interested to hear what people think, particularly of the Algonquin episode, because I'm not a big believer in orbs. In mm-hmm. fact, I believed before this episode that orbs could always be explained prosaically, you know, insects, dust, camera glitches, and that sort of stuff. But in the Algonquin episode, which you can see on the uh, website, there is um, an orb for la- you have to call it an orb, a light anomaly that behaves in a way in, in a set of circumstances. It flies out. Holly's in a room alone. There's no one else there. And then she, she turns over her shoulder to look in the exact same direction that the orb went. And the orb was going directly towards the window where this bride that I had talked about allegedly jumped to commit suicide. All of these things together, it's really compelling footage. And I say that as a skeptic uh, of orbs in particular. I was just like, you know, my, my co-producer, Dale Stevens, told me, oh, well, we, we caught this great footage. You have to come look at it. And I was like, oh, yeah, orbs. And I showed up and I looked at it and I went, okay, that's, <laughs> that's weird. Hey, Paul, I, we've I got to say so long for tonight, but sure. you're going to be back with us in two weeks. Uh, my, say hi to Holly for me. And congratulations on a great show, Paul, and we always look forward to having you here on the Exxon. Exxon Nation, Paul Kimball. The website is mullyscalder.blogspot.com. 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free. Email exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.exxonradio.com and exxontv.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me here nightly on In the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Don't go away. We'll be back after this news break. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.